Ashley Paragoy here, and welcome to the Rooted for Riches podcast, where I get to share all of the good, quick wins and tips to creating your seven-figure lifestyle as an online business owner. And I also combine everything from team to scaling to funnels for my sister company, Funnel Brew, and I can't wait to dive in, so let's jump right to the episode. Hello everyone and thank you for being here first and foremost. I am excited to dive into this because it's been something I've wanted to talk about literally for the last month and it's just been so crazy. Here we are at the very last week of December when when I'm recording this podcast um, of 2021 and we're going into 2022. So that is what I am ultimately talking to you about today because I want to make sure that you guys aren't wasting money on Facebook or Instagram ads and getting really the most bang for your buck. Um, Because with the changes that are in place um, with the iOS updates and um, just, well, that's the main thing, but also with with Facebook becoming meta and there's a lot of growth that is going to be happening with that too. Just, I mean, not obviously overnight, but in the future. And it's important that we follow some of these rules to create a balance between, you know, being able to get people to our websites and our landing pages versus also keeping people on the platform and being able to utilize um, that platform to the best of our ability as in like our Facebook and Instagram ads. Because if you don't, you're going to end up maybe a little frustrated that your ads aren't working or you're not going to be able to tell what's working and you know all the things and it could just lead you down like the spiral effect of having a negative um experience with facebook and instagram ads and honestly like they're amazing um it's just a matter of doing them right um and not having to trip over a bunch of different roadblocks along the way so hopefully this episode will help you do that um so as i mentioned the the whole reason between or behind needing to have these changes in place is the iOS update that happened. Um, And this iOS update is, I think it's iOS 15 right now, or 5, 15? I can't even remember. I can't keep up with it. Um, But all of these changes are going to also affect, you know, your email marketing. And that's, you know, definitely another podcast um, as things roll out and as we get some more data on really what's being affected and what we're seeing too. Um, But it's the iOS updates, and it's also, again, with Facebook becoming meta, there's just some changes going on. So that leads me to um, this breakdown. There's actually three steps. So if you want to grab a pen and paper, unless you're driving or um, doing something else, you know, you can always check out the show notes. But there's three steps to this new way of running Facebook and Instagram ads. And then at the end of this podcast, I'm going to share with you four extra bonus tips that will just help you overall, like with anything, no matter what strategy you're doing, um, it's going to help you overall. They're just four quick tips. So I will share with that, that with you at the end. So number one is if you look back, like, mm, a year ago or so, it was, you know, just run conversion ads, you know, run conversion ads to your, your masterclass or your free webinar or your, your, um, you know, your lead magnet, just run conversion ads. Well, 
now not so much, at least not initially, because right now people are so bombarded just in their in their feeds, right? So they're on Instagram or Facebook and they're scrolling and you know, it's a matter of what gets their attention, what doesn't, um, what are they engaging with? And if they're not really sure who you are, they might click on that conversion ad, but then they might not convert. What we are seeing, and we know this for a fact, even with a local business, um, you know, that we've worked with before is that people still will go and check out other things. So like, let's say they're scrolling and they see your lead magnet, right? And it's totally speaking to them. It was made for them. Great. Well, if they've never heard of you before, they may not be so quick, number one, to hand over their email and their their name or any information because they're maybe not sure like, okay, this is, is what I want, but who is this person? Like, what do they do? What do they specialize in? Um, because they don't want to waste their time, you know, saying yes to something when that person maybe not doesn't supply other services or things that they're interested in learning more about. Um, and so they're not going to say yes to it. They'll go find another lead magnet similar. So what what's happening is if they see that they're leaving that landing page and they're not going back to it unless they maybe stumble upon it organically as they go and investigate further, but they're looking at your Instagram. They're looking at the links in your bio. They are going to your website first to say, okay, like, yeah, I definitely need to go back and do this. Then the other frustrating part can be that like if you're running a lead magnet or a masterclass sign up and it's only to ads and then they can't find it again, like you've totally lost them. So I always recommend um, putting anything that you're offering in an ad on your website somewhere so that they can easily find it or make it the same thing. But obviously, you know, it's more of an organic um, way. Now, granted, they've already seen the ad, they pass that up, they go to your website, they organically quote unquote opt in then then, you know, is it the ad or was it the organic? It's, it, that's what's hard to tell for a lot of people. So um, I do have a tip for that at the end of this is one of my four tips. Um, but yeah, so what you wanna do instead of that is you wanna run engagement ads. Now, a year ago, again, I would have told you not to do that because it's like, who cares about how many people like, share, or comment? Well, now it's not the case. Um, we are... Uh, well, the digital marketing world is an ever evolving thing. And people will ask me all the time, how do you keep up with all the changes? And like, it's just what I do. It's the same reason why other people do what they do and they're really into it. And it's, it's something that maybe I don't keep up with, but this whole field obviously is our thing and we love it. So we keep up with what's going on. Um, so engagement ads could be anybody that likes, shares, comments, on your ad. The other way to run engagement ads is through um, video views. And video views are the same thing. They fall under the same category of engagement because basically it's like if they um, watch my video for more than you know three seconds or five seconds, um, then okay, great, that's a plus, that's what I want. If they are like share, liking, sharing, or commenting, that's even better. And so you can try those engagement type objectives for your Facebook ads. And the good thing about this is that it is way cheaper than a conversion ad. 
and it's allowing you to warm up your audience and really know who is engaged so that you can then run a retargeting ad that has a call to action like your lead magnet masterclass or even you know an slo funnel where it's like just a low hanging fruit or you know booking a call whatever your next action is um, so the first part is running that engagement ad and with this, you wanna be really mindful of how many people you're reaching. You wanna be really um, particular, but not too particular with your audience that you're targeting. So meaning you want it to be broad enough, you know, 500,000 500, minimum is what you want your reach to be. Um, a million or even more is even better. But when you're going to create this audience, this cold audience that you want to reach, what you're going to really be doing is allowing Facebook to find those people who are engaging. Granted, if you know some things about your audience, like what, who else they follow, um, what they listen to, um, you know, all the things that you would normally do, you want to kind of trace it back you know, depending on where you're, where you're falling, as far as what your reach is, you want to go backwards. So like meaning, let's say you have a really narrow cold audience of, okay, I want everybody that is a parent, um, like who is a female, so obviously moms, um, who's a parent and, um, has an online business. Like that's, could be pretty broad. I think you're gonna be fine with that, but if like you wanna break it down even more to say, oh, I want people that like this uh, in addition to all of those things and narrow it down to people that like this and this, and, and it just kind of goes down. You want to make sure that it's reaching at least 500,000 to a million people, which you can tell on your um, ads as you're setting these up. So when you're setting up your audiences, pay attention to how many people you're reaching. And if it drops below 500,000, take off something that's narrowing that audience. So that's number one. Number two is the next step. So the next step would be retargeting the people that liked, shared, commented, or watched your video. Whatever you had as your objective, that's what you're going to have for your retargeting ad phase one. So this is phase one because there is a phase two. Um, but here's where you're going to have that call to action. So you're going to take everybody that liked, shared, commented, engaged, whatever those are, those, those um, elements are for you. And then you're going to retarget the people that, that engaged over the last five to up to seven days. So five to seven days ago, if they, you know, engaged with your ad that was for engagement, then you want to retarget them and ask them to take action. This can be book a call, opt in, um, buy now, whatever that case may be, that is where you're going to do it. Next step, let's say that they don't convert. They, they still don't convert. You're gonna then be able to target the people that saw that ad and also engaged with your ad before and retarget those people. So this is gonna be a pool of people that have um, engaged and probably saw your other ad but didn't take action so you're going to do this group of people within the last eight to 30 days because what that's going to do is retarget the people that um it's, it's not going to 
get in the way of your seven day window for your other, uh, for your retargeting phase one, this is re-retargeting re phase two. And what you're gonna do for this one is you are gonna show a different ad that's gonna send them over the edge. So this could be something like a coupon code, some sort of savings, like if you were running any kind of incentive to hop on a call, or it could be something like testimonials where it's like, hey, like here's my social proof. Those things work to keep get people over the edge. So any kind of sense of urgency or just really like kind of, okay, what's gonna make them really just take action now? So now you've got that whole funnel. You've got your engagement, you've got your phase one of retargeting, and you've got your phase two of retargeting. And it's all within like a good 30 day window of everything, meaning that from start to finish, every customer journey goes over that one month period, right? It might not be like March 1st through March 31st, but it's for 30 days straight. Um, so you want to make sure that you're you're doing all of those things in a strategic order. So that way you're not, number one, um, competing with yourself because I find that a lot of people create a ton of campaigns and they are basically creating campaigns that are competing with one another. It's, it's kind of like, it becomes this mind map of all the things, but I see it all the time. I think it's a, it's a very common error so if you just have this like really lined up and just start here, like if you're running other campaigns, I would almost say just scratch those and start backwards. Like, so go back to the engagement and then build up. Now, the other piece of this um, is if you're going, if you have enough people in your pixel that have been tracked and that Facebook can pick up to create lookalike audiences that are large enough, that works really well also for cold audiences. So like think about the engagement. So instead of you having to go in and create your cold audience and let, then let Facebook figure it out, you could go in and use your lookalike audiences based on who has already converted. If you don't already have any kind of lookalike audience set up, or maybe you're new to Facebook or Instagram ads even, if you have any kind of email list or any kind of CRM that you can export your, your names and emails for your contacts to Facebook will then take those. You can upload them to Facebook. They will use those contacts, see if they can find them on Facebook, and then they will create lookalike audiences for you based on those people. So that's another option. Now, if you do that, I would suggest you not like putting anybody in there that you have, um, that's like over a year old. And also, um, be mindful of sorting out the people that you have in your contact list, you know, contacts versus buyers. Like that's huge. You want to separate those two because they're two totally different types of audiences for you. And so you want to make sure that like if you have enough buyers, like you can use your buyers as a retargeting for your engagement because at the end of the day, they're hopefully going to create lookalike audiences that will also be buyers. So that's that's one thing you wanna think about when, it, when all else fails, segment, segment, segment. You cannot do enough segmenting because it tells a very big story in bite-sized pieces that isn't as overwhelming. Um, the other piece I wanna add to this is that when you are creating retargeting ads and you're getting them to take an action, one thing that you might want to consider trying is 
the new lead gen, or I wouldn't say it's new because I know that it's been there, but I think that it is a new and improved um, type of way to run an ad. Um, and that also keeps people on the platform. So Facebook has lead gen ads, which is a conversion ad, which you could do for your retargeting. And what that would do is it keeps people on the platform um, and they can they can put in any email address. It doesn't have to be the email address that is associated with their Facebook ad or their Facebook account. So they can add in any email address and then you can set up an action to happen as soon as they opt in. So just as if they were on your landing page. So you might wanna try that versus your landing page. I mean, totally up to you, but I do think that it's gonna be beneficial if people can just stay on it. And I also, <laughs> I have a hunch, um, Facebook wants to keep people on the platform. So I feel like they are going to try and get that to work a little better in their favor, but also in yours. And so I definitely think it's worth trying out. Um, now, if all of this is like, Ashley, can you like draw me a picture? Yes. <laughs> I will have this in the show notes and I will put a link at the end of this podcast um, for a Google Doc that you can literally just click on and get the notes for this. Okay, so definitely check that out. All right, um, so the four, the four um, tips that I wanted to share with you, that really wraps up everything. So engagement, retargeting phase one, retargeting phase two, or re-retargeting. Now the other tips I wanted to share with you that will help you no matter what um, is number one, duplicating your pages so that you can track paid versus organic in like basically a no brainer way. Meaning, let's say you have a landing page right now that you're using to um, collect leads or sell, whatever the case may be. You want to be able to track every single you know, view on that page, because then ultimately that's how you're going to know how it converts. So if you have one page, what I would do is I would duplicate that page and then rename it internally as like your paid ad page or your organic, whatever the case may be. So it's the same page, but different URLs and the different URLs will help you determine how much traffic really came into that URL and what the conversion was for that type of traffic. So paid versus organic. So that's something I would try out. And an organic level, I would put this URL on your bio links or on your website, um, anything where it it's like people are just drawn to you and you're able to track um, the organic traffic that's coming versus anything behind a paid ad. So anything behind a paid ad, would obviously be your paid ad page that you'd want to track individually. And that makes it crystal clear on what kind of traffic is going through there. Um, number two is make sure you set up your custom conversions in Facebook ads. And if you aren't sure what that is, um, I will leave a note in the, or a link in the show notes um, from Meta directly, Facebook directly. And that way you can check that out. Um, but setting that custom conversions will, it's, it's, it's definitely something you wanna do. Because even if you're tracking it in other ways or using any kind of extra plugin, 
you want to make sure that those custom conversions are understood in Facebook and Meta. I keep saying Facebook and Meta. I don't know what to call it anymore. But anyways, you want to make sure that that's tracked and, and it lets Facebook also know what's working and what's not. Um, the third thing is verify your domains. If you haven't already done so, definitely verify your domains for Facebook in the business ad manager account and um, make sure your pixel's installed if you haven't already done that. And then the last thing I, I really encourage you to do um, is to have more than one admin on your ads manager account. Um, if you are a solo entrepreneur or you're the only one doing your Facebook ads and you haven't really felt any need to add any other people or there's nobody else in your business right now, you like even add like a best friend or your, your spouse, whatever the case may be, add somebody else to your account because if you were to get banned or locked out for any reason, you want to have somebody else be able to at least go in there and make changes. Um, because if you don't, then you could be kind of stuck and, and that can be, it can be critical for any kind of business owner. I have worked with business owners before where they were the only ones on their ad account. And, um, when they get shut down, it's like their whole business shuts down and they don't, they can't do anything. It's like frozen. And then of course, you know, every 24 hours that goes by, feels like an eternity. So make sure you have somebody else on your admin account um, or on your Facebook account as an admin. All right, well, that wraps up everything here. I hope that this helped and I hope that it's a little bit of a relief because you don't have to have as much budget now behind your ads to get started at least. Like if you haven't run any conversion ads yet or you've never run any ads at all, that's totally fine. Just start with an engagement ad. We're talking, you know, $10 a day, one audience if, if you have to. I would honestly recommend $20 a day, um, but just see where it goes. You know, with engagement ads, you can get away with spending less as of right now. Granted, remember, this: these things are going up. So what you don't want to do is wait a year from now and then, then try to get on the bandwagon when either rates are up because everybody, more people are doing it and Facebook is an auction or it's a different way to do it now because things change so quickly, which I will keep you updated on, but just keep that in mind. All right. Well, that wraps up this episode. I hope this again finds uh, or helps you and I will leave a link in the show notes for some, some of the notes that I left here just to draw everything out for you. And I hope you have a great day. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you love this episode, you know what to do. Leave that review. And if you want to learn more about how I can work with you to grow your seven-digit business, go to ashleyparagoy.com. Or if you want to learn how to build and automate your online course, then you definitely want to visit funnelbrew.com or funnelbrewschool.com, where we give you all of the templates, tools, and resources to scale in no time flat. So thank you again, and I will talk to you on the next episode.